0: Is Crystal Bunch, the host of The Artist Speaks on KZMU Moab. And today I have the amazing pleasure of sitting here with virtually with Indiana Bradley. Indiana Bradley just released the EP Pell City. I say just released, but it's been just a minute. Um, the four tracks on the album are Rats on Cocaine, Pell City Girl, Animals, and CIA. And I'm just really grateful to have you here um, to talk about these, these tracks because. From what I've read online and from BIOS, you've been in LA for a handful of years. You previously released your LP Ghost star. Um, so this yep. is like the follow up to that, which is rad. Um, but before we get into the mu- into the music part, Let's start with you. How did you decide to be a musician? What led you there? Did you want to sing? Did you want to play an instrument? Where did you start with to get to where you are now?
1: Um, Right. Well, first of all, thanks for uh, having me, uh, Crystal. I really appreciate it. And I've been looking up your um, radio station and on the website and it looks really cool. And uh, I was looking at the board of trustees and everybody looks like super rad to hang out with (laughs) a a lot of adventures and and uh canyon arrows and um, <laughs> um river runners I think is the coolest term I heard there yeah <laughs> um, so yeah I love that kind of stuff too but um as far as me and the music goes it's um wow I mean it's definitely a longer story but basically uh, I've been playing piano since I was um nine years old and uh, I learned a, a unique method called the Suzuki method, um, which not a whole lot of people know about. And I don't even, quite frankly, know that much about it, other than obviously it comes from Japan and it focuses on your your uh, ear training. Um, and the reason I'm telling you that is because I think it was just, uh, I don't know how to read music. I mean, I can read music. I can kind of clunk through music. I understand, you know, the basics of uh, music theory and can read notes, et cetera, but I'm not really a music reader. Um I pretty much play by ear uh and just visual of the keyboard, which is how Suzuki trains you. So, fast forward way 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 further into life, I had always played piano and sort of wrote melodies on my own and and made things up as I went along, all, aka improvised and um always thought I had like some pretty good melodies that I could come up with and memorize and craft songs out of, but I never thought I was Uh, a singer so I basically went my whole life just doing this until you know well um, into my 20s uh, late 20s early 30s and finally decided wait a minute I think I can write songs Uh, (laughs) these are songs what are you doing and then you know it's amazing what you talk yourself out of in life Um, and so my next instinct was well you're not a singer you can't sing so, okay, well, you could be a great. You could write songs for other people. So that sort of mind gymnastics, mental gymnastics got me into actually writing songs and putting down demos on good old garage band and singing on them as sort of a placeholder. Like, well, I'll just sing along here. So people get the idea, you know, they'll know, okay, you're obviously not a singer, but you know, I can see what you're starting, what you're going for. <laughs> You know, and then I shared it with people like I thought might want to actually sing it. Uh, A couple of really good artist friends of mine back in Indianapolis when I was still living there. And uh, finally, you know, one of my good friends said, and always stick with me, she really kind of pushed me. She said, uh, these are your songs, I can't sing these. You know, you need to sing these. (laughs) And I just was kind of taken aback and thought, Okay, well, if she's telling me these are my songs and she n- can't do it and that I should do it, then I'm just gonna go for it. And that's kind of where, you know, over the course of many, many years, I went from just a piano player recreationally to um, actually trying to craft out songs and albums and singles, etc, and, and work on my singing. Um, because I slowly kind of built some confidence working on garage band and writing these songs because I heard my voice and just thought it kind of sounded cool. It's like, oh, that deep voice thing is, that's kind of cool, you know? So, you know, I did start to develop some confidence and, like, belief in uh, my ability to to become some type of singer.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's great. And I, you know, too, like, going back to, like, you know thinking that you're not good enough or that you don't have that skill or whatever like imposter syndrome is real <laughs> like
1: right
0: in, in a lot of things and I'm glad that you stuck with it because this EP is super rad and um thank you so, yeah you're welcome going back to that how would you say like from the LP Ghost Star to this EP how would you say that those have that you've evolved maybe as a musician or maybe the sound of those two pieces of work have they changed are they the same um how's that how's that been with those two albums
1: sure yeah um excuse me well ghost star um as you mentioned came out um about august 2020 it's a 10 song lp available on all streaming platforms and um I am really proud of that record and I, and I still am. I think it really it came out well and, and holds up and um you know to your point you can hear kind of the framework uh maybe I guess or the evolution of my my sound and kind of how my brand is uh, my brand that sounds cheesy but just my <laughs> uh, my artistic sound how it's sort of developed and um you know cuz there's a lot of there's the deep, the uh, lack for lack of a better term. I have kind of the deep voice um, ballady tunes on Ghost Star like Red River and sort of the weird songs like Under the Night. And then I also have more of the punk rock like okay, all of a sudden there's a switch up here. There's kind of this post punk you know heavy guitar um, thrashy kind of uh, punk rock songs on there like American Psycho, Out to Get Me. Um, and we made it to Hell, a couple others. And there was sort of that base of the um, sound, I think, that I have now. Just a little bit more, just a little bit raw of a version. And I think on the new EP, uh, Pale City, the two primary songs for me are, are Rats on Cocaine and Pale City Girl. And I've started to gravitate more to that post-punk, um, faster, more energetic, frenetic style a lot of that because of the live show. Um, you know, I've, I've focused on writing more songs like that. Actually, quick antidote, there was, I had this old guitar player on my first LP, Ghost Star, and we had just done like three songs. We did Red River, Under the Night, and the song Killing Time, and I thought we were going to be have this great band, and I was super pumped. I never recorded before. It was the first time I ever did anything, and he was really great on those songs, and And one day I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I can't wait till we play out and, you know, get this band going. And he just kind of like had this shock look in his face and he was just like, oh, uh, well, I love doing the recording and it's good stuff, but it's it's too slow for me. It's not really my style. I don't really want to do a band. And I was like, oh, man, wow. And I immediately went home and wrote American Psycho, which is like the most the fastest, most frenetic song on that album. And kind of expanded into writing faster songs, because, again, it was something like I didn't think was in my wheelhouse. I'm like, well, you're not, you know, you're the deep voice kind of guy and like you're not this. You don't know how to sing punk rock style or post punk or whatever you want to call it. And so because of that comment, I was like, well, all, right, all right, well, you want fast? I'm going to show you fast. <laughs> and uh wrote that and then you know kind of built from there and circling back to the, close goes the point about the the live show what i what i noticed live is that people who don't know your music um gravitate the most to those fast-paced high-energy songs even if they don't know those either obviously and people yeah. don't know my music when i'm playing live so the fast ones even if they don't know it it's kind of like it still sort of hits them in the face a little bit and like, and, you know, I put on, you know, pretty energetic performance in my opinion. So um, it kind of connects with them. Whereas the slower songs, and this is probably just, uh, again, me, you know, talking myself out of something. I I just feel like the energy sort of not get, doesn't get sucked out of the room, but there's just a sort of quietness and kind of a, a, a pause or sort of a dip in the energy and, I feel like maybe people are getting bored, even though I'm sure they're really not. It's just kind of in my head. And they don't know those songs. Like, and of course, yeah, all rock bands, great rock bands have, a lot of them are nothing but slow songs. You know, Pink Floyd. like All they do is sing really slow, kind of brooding songs, really, for the most part. But they're known. People know them. So if people know a slow song, they're into it, and they're singing along and all that. But if they don't know it, I feel there's a different sort of, okay, yeah, this is, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, bobbing my head back and forth, waiting for the song to be over. So I started to make sure I was really writing at least half fast songs. Yeah. So that's how uh, Pale City, you know, kind of came about to be, you know, I'm really kind of splitting it up, right? I'm always going to make sure I have some bass frenetic songs. And then it just turns out I kind of like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, it's amazing what happens when we like step into the unknown and and face our fears and find those things are really rad at the end of it. But yeah, right. I love you mentioned rats on cocaine because that's probably my favorite one on the EP and I've played it several times on my show. And then we also play like, what I call fresh tracks at the end of our 6 p.m. programming. So we have a lot of um, programming there where those, those tracks come in. Um, but yeah, it's super rad. Like you're doing a really amazing job. I really appreciate, um, I appreciate your work. <laughs> like, and I hope Thank that all the, all the listeners that eventually tune into this, like really, really listen as well. Um, we kind of went over like your sound and the evolution of that and getting to where you are now but with these these tracks there's very few of them on this ep well that's what the ep is but is there any special one any meaning behind them um you know your hidden messages anything that that the listener should be aware of as they're listening to these
1: um no sure i mean they all have some type of of theme um i think um i mean rats on cocaine i kind of some of my interviews about that i sort of didn't come across clear enough, but if you found any of those on, online or not, but really rats on Cocaine is a, let's see, I'm not sure of the proper use of the term metaphor or analogy. I believe it, it would be called a, huh, I guess it's an analogy, not a metaphor. I don't know. We have to fact check. I, I always forget that my English lit class, I can't remember the difference between an analogy and a metaphor.
0: I didn't pay <laughs> any attention in those classes. And then there's
1: the other one, a simile. So I don't know what this is, but basically... <laughs> Rats on cocaine is it's not so much about doing drugs or cocaine a little bit. It's really more about an addiction to especially here, you know, in this L.A. culture, an addiction to uh, social media and um, the constant need for affirmation. And, you know, we've all seen these documentaries about social media and how they program our brains into being literally addicted to this kind of thing. And the dopamine hits you get by hitting the like button or the follow button or getting likes and you know the like the line the mirror there's a line in the song rats on cocaine um the mirror gives no justice now you're driven insane and so Mm -hmm. you know mirror is kind of the cell phone we're just looking at ourselves, taking selfies so that's really kind of what rats on cocaine is about um pale city girl is a little more straightforward um and it's definitely real it's just about You know, I'm sure we all have, whether you're a guy or girl, you have had that person that you're just kind of on the outskirts of reaching or interacting with how you really want to or being noticed. I mean, this goes all the way back for all of us to practically grade school, you know, Um, and maybe she knows of you or he knows of you. And that's the case in Pale City Girl, you're sort of mild acquaintances in a scene, but You just can never get any further than that. So you're sort of this, um, you know, and in the music video kind of I kind of convey this. You're sort of just this ghost that's sort of floating around and you walk by her all the time, maybe even have an interaction, but you just can't quite reach him or her. Um, And so, yeah, just a little bit more straightforward of a, you know, I can't say broken heart because you're never really I guess you can. Yeah, there is sort of a broken heart. Yeah, there's a broken heart that comes along with having that fantasy in your head uh you know we all I think have mm-hmm. fallen in love with somebody without even me talking to them really or maybe having a couple conversations with them and then you become infatuated yeah yeah Absolutely. so that's Pail city girl animals is just about uh my mom uh who is still with us and just uh thank thank God and just my love for my mom and um everything she's you know, contributed to my life and meant to me. I mean, she really is the main reason, I think, why I'm an artist and even learned a piano to begin with and uh, also uh, the inspiration and influence behind me to have the various experiences I've had in my life that have contributed to my art, Um, whether it be, you know, education or reading or studying abroad. She really pushed me to do that. So I've lived all over the world, lived in Europe for a long time and learned Spanish, um obviously like I said, learn piano. Um, you know, that all comes from comes from my mom. And you know, whenever I had like maybe little bouts of depression it was always my mom who was there and just pleading with me just to be happy, you know, for her sake. So uh, that makes me tear up a little bit, but that's 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 what animals <laughs> you Gotta need.
0: love your moms.
1: Yeah, they just want she just wants me you to be happy for her sake, and that you know, that's the line in, in the song. Um, Son, please, for me, be happy. And then then CIA is, you know, uh, uh, loosely based on my experiences abroad in a former life, I had a very unusual job uh, uh, working with um, foreign governments and foreign businesses and creating um, basically uh, strategies or stories about uh, foreign governments um, to Uh, uh, put them on the world stage in a positive light so Mm -hmm. I've kind of had many lives and that's what CIA is about and the um uh sort of world of international or global um uh relationships
0: awesome many lives for sure (laughs) I'm, I'm glad you're living this one now for music's sake um we are going to, I'm going to wrap this up a little bit, so I have plenty of time to add tracks into this as I air it. But cool. please let the listeners know where they can find your music. Where's What are your socials, website, all of that?
1: Very easy, Indiana Bradley um, for all of them. So that's YouTube, you know, where I have a lot of great or cool, I think, cool music videos. Um, Spotify, of course, iTunes, anywhere you stream music. It's all my social media is all Indiana Bradley. And my website is indianabradley.com. So you can't go wrong. Just on the old Google machine with Indiana Bradley or just searching those two words again, Indiana Bradley.